Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Welcome back to the program. We've got a fun hour for you here in hour number three. Sports Libs Two Minute Drill. It's our final show of the week. A little two minute drill trivia returns. I have regained the two minute drill throne as of last week, finally beating Jason and Destrahan after a couple of tries. We'll talk to Andrew Doak here in just a little bit, WWL-TV sports reporter and anchor and also Texas Tech fan as he gets ready for the Final Four. But first, Joe in Mandeville wants to talk about uh, Texas basketball. Joe, is that right? Yes. They have won the NIT tournament. Mm -hmm. We now have curtains for the bathroom stall (laughs) with our banner. Is that something to be super excited about? We have a banner to hang in the bathroom stall now. <laughs> Woo! Right, right. <laughs> Is that something you got excited about? I'm, I'm always curious about that. Do, you know, do, do fans get truly excited about NIT runs in basketball? It is a chance to redeem yourself. We were supposed to win the Big 12 this year, and it was a miserable failure. And I am so angry. We shocked up. Well, at least he's redeemed himself. Okay, we had a bad year here. We didn't make the tournament. Let's go make something of it, and that's exactly what he's done. <laughs> well, there are curtains for that bathroom now, Joe. Go hang that hang that banner in there. No, in all seriousness, sometimes you just gotta, you know, if you're a fan of that team or an alumni, alumnus, I get it. I've been rooting at times for Washington State in the NIT. The few times they've even made it that far, so I get it, Joe. Thanks for calling, though. Let's bring on in Andrew Doak now, again, sports anchor for WWL-TV Channel 4 and proud Texas Tech Red Raider alumni. And Andrew and I were texting back and forth uh, quite a bit leading up to and during that Gonzaga-Texas Tech game yesterday. And you saw uh, my, the, like the full the gamut of my, my, my angst and pain <laughs> that day, Andrew. Uh, I tried to take it as best I could, uh, but, yes, your Red Raiders vanquished my Zags, man. Well, I wasn't going to rub it in too much because, look, any fan that's uh, invested, I mean, losing losing uh, takes an emotional toll on you enough. So I, I wasn't going to rub it in. Have you emotionally recovered, though? Yeah, no, this is a true story. A true story. I was I was at T-Bob's place. We were watching the, watching the game there, and he can vouch for this because I've told yeah. this story to so many people, and nobody is believing me here. It took me three minutes. Like, I watched – it took me three minutes. I stared at the screen, and I got fired off one text to you, something about officiating like I always do, of course, blaming on the officials when they lose. Uh, and then I was good. And I got texted you like three minutes later. I was like, yeah, congrats. I'm, I'm done. You know, it makes it fun, right? It's what makes it fun, I'll man. be honest with you. This this far into the race, man, text first Final Four, if they, if they, you know, I don't even want to say the word, but if they somehow don't, you know, come out with a victory, I, I'm going to be down in the dumps for like <laughs> – the next week <laughs> maybe longer oh, this one's it. gonna eat at me yeah well here's the thing man uh when you make 20 straight ncaa tournaments you know it's just like whatever it will be well you know zags will be back next year right so we'll let you have your run 
We'll, we'll let you have your fun this year. Uh, we'll be back next year. Look, we're in Minneapolis. Okay. I, what, do you, what else? I just dropped the mic on you. <laughs> it's what, true. What are we doing here? No, okay. I'll say this in all seriousness. What an incredible run by Texas Tech, who, according to Ken Palm, they have the best defense in college basketball in the last, what, 15 years, 18 years, something like that. What Chris Beard has done with his program, Andrew, is it's incredible. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, it, I think the football team needs some of that defense. Uh, I, yeah, the the defense that it, it's just it's suffocating. And um, you know, offensively, they've had some struggles at times this year uh, where they've where they've you know had spurts of four or five minutes where they you know just couldn't seem to buy a bucket. Uh, but you know, the the stud offensively on that team is Jarrett Culver. Um, he's a kid who's actually from Lubbock, Texas. Uh, went to Coronado High School, like right down the road uh, from where I lived in Lubbock um, during my college years. And um, I mean, the campus of where he went to high school is literally like a five-minute drive from Texas Tech's campus. And he's going to be a lottery pick. He's going to go in the top, uh, maybe the top five, but definitely the top ten. Um, and and he's he's a stud. But it's really the ancillary players, the role players, the Davide Moretti, uh, this Mooney kid. Tariq Owens, who made the incredible block and uh, and save, which his foot was out of bounds, but uh, they're on the sideline against the <laughs> Yes, it was. Yes, um, it was, Andrew. It was no, it bounds. was. Look, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, lie to you that his, his foot was out of bounds. The, the play was super. It didn't. Athletic. It, it looked, didn't. Yeah, it, it didn't matter. That play didn't matter. By the way, it was, no, it was no. The the, de- the defense is uh, is next level, and and you know that Jarrett Culver is going to go out and get his. Uh, but are the role players going to be able to step up and, and give you um, not like unbelievable nights, but just good nights. And it, I think this matchup with Michigan state, um, I wanted to see Duke um, in the final four, but you know, Michigan state's as tough as they come, I think as well. And, and I think it's going to be just a battle of two grinders, two, two defensive teams um, that are, that are really going to be physical. And um, I, Michigan state's guys down low with Tillman and, and Goins, um they, they make me nervous. So I'm not going to lie. Other side of the bracket, you've got Virginia against Auburn, and kind of a similar story there. You have this this high-paced, fast-tempo, up-tempo offense in, in Auburn who's um, been on quite a run here since the SEC tournament against the yeah. third-best defense in college basketball. The the gap is real between even Virginia and Texas Tech, but the great defense there. So you have kind of the, the same dynamics in that game. Yeah, I, what, what Auburn has done uh, with Bruce Pearl is, is really – Unbelievable. I, I mean, I don't know if anybody would have really seen that coming uh, from from the Tigers, unless maybe you were a Tiger fan uh, before going into the NCAA tournament. And then, honestly, if you were honest with yourself, I, I don't know if you would see that happening. Um, but uh, you know, if, if they, their their biggest key is if they're able to get hot and, and be able to shoot from the outside, that could really uh, create a dynamic in that game where um, Virginia could be in trouble. But I thought watching Virginia, especially in their um, in their first uh, first round matchup, you know, with Bennett, it seems like playing 16 seeds. It's like he's like having to take deep breaths just to get out of the first round. But once <laughs> they get back past that, it's like they, they're past the mental hurdle. Um, but I, I think that should be a really fun matchup as well. And, I, the, you know, the, the one thing that I walked away from the Elite Eight was uh, saying to myself was, man, every game was awesome. They were great games. And so I, I really think right now, I think it's it's honestly fair to say, like these are the, the four best teams playing the way they are in college basketball right now, and uh, I, I'm just I know you can say that other years, but just the way that the Elite Eight games played out and how competitive they were, 
I think that was just like a joy to watch if you were a college basketball fan. What team scares you the most, uh, your Texas Tech fandom the most, Andrew? Ooh, um, <laughs> Michigan State because they're playing them next. Um, good answer. I, I, <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. Never, like Tech's never gotten this far. I mean, I, look, I, I think right now I'm just like, you know, living on a prayer right now and just hoping that, you know, this run run keeps going. But, I mean, honestly, the, the team that just from a fan standpoint that I'm so worried about is just, man, how do we get past Michigan State and just get to Monday? I mean, I really I thought athletically – the team that's not involved in, in the tournament anymore that I was probably most nervous about was Duke. Um, but, you know, watching them in previous matchups, you know, against Virginia Tech and against UCF, like they just let teams kind of hang around and offensively, they never seem to be able to like figure out what they wanted to do. But Michigan State, the reason why they scare me so much is because defensively they're so physical on the inside. They can, they can bang with you down low with, with, uh, Tillman and Goins and because they're just so I mean they're like a they're like a first round pick at defensive end that they have you know playing their forwards um, and then if you know if they're able to somehow get hot from the outside with like Cassius Winston and Aaron Henry who was scoring like he was averaging like five points a game before you know he blew up for 20 points against LSU and uh, same with that um, I can't remember the other kid's name Gabe he was a lefty and he played really well, too. So um, Michigan State, I think, honestly, uh, Michigan State is who, who makes me the most nervous. And I know they're, they're next on, on the docket for, for Tech. But uh, as a fan, they, I just think with head coaching experience, I think this is Tom Izzo's eighth Final Four. Like, that just – I think coaching matters so much more in the Elite Eight and, and Final Four and National Championship uh, frame of, of the tournament. And um, – that makes me nervous about him. And you got four of the best coaches in college basketball at that Final Four. It's Andrew Doak, yeah. sports anchor for WWL-TV Channel 4 with us. A little LSU here. You had Najri declaring for the draft yesterday. About an hour ago, you had Tremont Waters announcing he's declaring for the NBA draft. And then, of course, you have Will Wade hiring a new lawyer. And now maybe he'll meet with the administration. What do you make of, of, of all this, of all this, Andrew? It's been a whirlwind of 24, 48 hours here for LSU basketball. Yeah, the the interesting thing was, I I get it from Nas Reed and Tremont Water standpoint, but the interesting thing was, and maybe maybe you've seen some mock drafts that that I haven't, but every mock draft that I've looked at, that I've researched over the last few weeks, like I have not found Nas Reed or Tremont Waters projected in the first round. Mm-hmm. And so, so that, like, I mean, have you seen any sets where they've no, been, and I don't mean that, I'm not trying to say that sarcastically. Like no, I, no, no, no. I've seen, I've seen Nas on a few uh, in a later first round, but Tremont nowhere to be found. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Nas, uh, excuse me, if uh, Tremont goes undrafted here and just straight to the G League. Well, and maybe some, maybe both of them go to the NBA combine and, and based on the talent that they have. Uh, or just a physical specimen that Nas Reed is, maybe they see their draft stock increase. Um, and I get they're in a tricky position because it's like, look, we don't know what the future is at LSU. The coach that recruited us might not even be here anymore. Uh, do we want to take a risk and try to, you know, transfer somewhere else and hope that the transfer portal works out and that we're able to just play automatically? Um, so, I mean, I get their their hands are kind of tied. Um, so it's a, it's a crummy situation for – you know, both those players, because honestly, like, I think that both of them would have benefited tremendously from being able to have 
an opportunity like this season, but again next year, which obviously they're not going to be afforded that at LSU um, if they were to come back. At least we don't think so right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just leaves obviously LSU in a really tricky situation, especially with their interim head coach. It looked like is you know going to go be an assistant uh, for Buzz at, at Texas A&M. So. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it shocked me at all, but I, I would say that, you know, it it definitely is a situation where you hope that their draft, draft stock improves because, again, like I was saying, I mean, I, right now I, I just don't see them mentioned often enough as a first-round pick that would make you want to say, yeah, this is the year to go. But obviously, as I you know laid out and, and you laid out too, I mean, there's, there's a lot of pieces that, that go into that where – their hand kind of feels forced right now, right? Yeah, no, it does. Uh, Tremont surprised the heck out of me, to be honest, but maybe he just sees the writing on the wall here with the walls closing in on Will Wade in the program, and he wants the heck out of Dodge. I get it. Uh, I certainly do. Not going to begrudge him at all. Talking to Andrew Doak here. and uh, Andrew, I remember a couple of years ago when Gonzaga made that first Final Four, um, you know, a team I was born and raised with up in Spokane, and how I felt leading up to it. So I'm kind of I'm uh, feeling you, man. You must be you must be ready for this weekend, huh? I'm getting nervous about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like trying to plan my uh, the uh, my attendance at LSU's uh, spring football game to be able to get there early enough and then be able to get off work hopefully early enough where I'm able to catch the entirety of the of the Final Four game. And we've been discussing whether or not if they win Saturday, is there a possibility we could figure out something for Monday? Um, but I don't know. As I've been looking at flights and different stuff like that, they, they just jacked the rates up too much, yeah. man. Golly. I know, man. No, you're, there's no doubt about that. Well, uh, everybody's got to make money, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, no Boeings, yeah. hopefully. I don't blame them. Uh, <laughs> hey, I will tell this. Now, I'm, I'm definitely a Texas Tech uh, supporter here in the Final Four because if you guys win, my Zags can say, hey, you know, we lost to the champs. So, uh, go Red Raiders, I suppose. Right? You're on the bandwagon? I gotta be. I mean, I have to be. I just have to be, right? Either that or I guess Michigan love- State for LSU. So, one of one of those two teams win. Oh, Tim's well, waving. That's why I didn't that's why I didn't rub it in too hard because I knew you would, you know, maybe join, join the bandwagon. If I just yeah. rubbed it in your face, you would have been like, man, these guys can, can let's kick them to the curb. Oh, now, now yeah. Yeah, no, I can't do that. No, that's poor so form. That was all part of my master plan. <laughs> well, it works. It worked. Enjoy that's the heck good. out of this weekend, man. And, uh, you know, if they win it, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. You can celebrate on the air, okay? Uh, thanks, Seth. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> all right, Andrew Doak, a sports anchor for WWL-TV Channel 4. And follow him on Twitter if you aren't already, at Andrew Doak, at, uh, excuse me, at Andrew Doak underscore WWL take a break we're coming back lots of texts coming in on the tremont water situation we'll get to that and open lines rest of the hour at 504-260-1870 text lines 870-870 and our blue runner gumbo opinion poll still up at wwl.com which quarterback would you pay the most besides drew Brees? front and center here is russell wilson gets ready to possibly sign a monster contract brady mahomes rogers wilson or somebody else cast your vote there back after this break on the last lap Tremont Waters declares for the NBA draft tonight. Nasri did it yesterday. There's a text from the 504. Why don't they have anybody who really follows LSU basketball? Even Wade was treating the player Nasri as a one and done the whole year. If you ever listened, and again, Waters almost left last year for pro basketball, who said anything about a lottery number one draft choice, he barely came back. Um, 
we're just commenting, and I'll just speak for myself and nobody else. I'm commenting on what I see and what I f- would see as the best decision for Tremont Waters from a basketball perspective. I mean, he's he's not ready to play in the NBA. You can go make money. You can go play. He can play overseas. He can play in the G League. He can play in China, which is also overseas, but I'm talking Europe and China there. Don't at me. Uh, he just wasn't ready. Tim? Yeah, also his size. He's not big enough to be – if he was a if he was a couple inches taller, I think he would definitely go. He would be a first round pick. Yeah, I mean we've seen surprises all the time in the NBA draft, and players that you don't think will make it in the league make it, and some players you don't think make it make it in a big time way. I mean Draymond Green's one of the shining examples of that. Second round pick, a lot of people wrote him off, and he's now, if not a Hall of Famer, certainly a fringe Hall of Fame type of guy. Different position, different skill set than Tremont Waters. Just the size that Tim talked about there. The decision-making skills also, for me, would be a question mark, especially late in games. It's a red flag. But he can be coached up. He's young enough. And I'm rooting for Tremont. Great, Seems like a great kid anyways. I haven't really talked to him personally, but seems like a great kid. And I'm, I'm rooting for him, of course. I'm rooting for Nas, too, but not good for LSU basketball. Ah, Texter says, Seth, don't forget your Final Four picks. Who's going to win the championship and why? Thank you for doing some sports talk. Oh, yes. I haven't forgotten. We're going to do that right now. It's time for a little picks from Tim Zimmer and myself in the Final Four. And I am going to go what never falters in the Final Four. And against my heart here a little bit, it's really tough for me to pick against Tom Izzo in this spot. He's the best coach remaining, Hall of Fame coach, and his team's playing lights out basketball. But defense will always be there. You're talking about one of the most dominant defensive teams in college basketball history, and you're talking about a program with the pack line defense and Tony Bennett. It's been one of the dominant forces defensively for years in Virginia. I'm going to go in an upset here. Five points is the spread. Texas Tech, the outright upset in Michigan State, and I will also take Virginia. They are the favorite to win against... Auburn. Now, it's the Final Four. Anything can happen, but I will go Texas Tech and uh, and Virginia, and I will take, because they're better offensively, I'll take Virginia to finish this comeback after last year's ousting at the hands of 16-seed UMBC to come back and win a title for Tony Bennett and company over there. Yeah, I also like Virginia. I just think Virginia, they have the best three-point shooting defense in the country, and what does Auburn love to do? They love to shoot those three-pointers, so I think Virginia can hold them, and I think they win. I think they cover pretty easily. I think both games are going to be low scoring, and I think Michigan State wins this game. And the other side, I just think Michigan State's playing their best basketball right now. Um, you know, their point guards, he's playing out of his mind, and I just don't think Texas Tech can make their three-pointers as well. I mean, Texas Tech, what they did against Gonzaga, they made their three-pointers when it counted. I don't think that's going to happen against Michigan State in their defense. I do think it's going to be very low scoring, so if you're betting to take the unders in both. And I just think Virginia's – this is one of those storyline – I guess seasons for them that Purdue game that that's one of those things where you know a team that that's bound to win it all things happen and I think that's the game, that game you saw against Purdue I think Virginia set up to win the whole thing and both those teams seem a little bit like teams of destiny at Michigan State I mean is anybody gonna really be surprised if Michigan State wins the whole thing I think Auburn would be the team that I would be most surprised to see cutting down nets on Monday I think Michigan State's depth might be their biggest issue this weekend well they've lost and imagine if they had Langford though it'd be scary it's Tim Zimmer. I'm Seth Dunlop. We've got Sports Libs and Two Minute Drill Trivia coming up. If you missed my conversation with Saints linebacker Demario Davis, 
didn't really talk any football. We talked about his trek up to Flint, Michigan. It's a must-listen for everybody, Saints fans or otherwise. And really, this has nothing to do with Saints football. It just has to do with life and the crisis up there. It's 16 minutes of, of just incredible stuff from DeMario. It is up now on the podcast. You can find it at radio.com app or WWL.com in the on-demand section. Also, Apple Podcasts, you can get it there pretty easily. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll, which quarterback would you like to pay the most or would you pay the most besides Drew Brees? We all know we'd pay Drew the most. It's tough for me. Right now, it would probably be Pat Mahomes because of his longevity. Wilson White behind, right behind him. Brady because of his age. If we're talking one year, I don't even know one year if I'd pay Brady the most right now. I mean, he's great. He's the goat. Get he it. I'm not. Ta- I'm not taking anymore. shots at Brady. I feel like the the aura of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick hovers over my head every time I even say something remotely critical of Tom Brady. That wasn't even critical, just reality. But you out there are saying Tom Brady right now with 33 percent, only six percent saying Russell Wilson. That surprises the heck out of me. I don't know. Let's look what Tim. You tell. You're a little more outside the bubble. The Russell Wilson bubble than I am. Why all the hate for Russell Wilson all over the place? Oh, uh, because he plays for the Seahawks, and the Saints fans have this really disdain for Seahawks. <laughs> well, that's and no, I get that's that. That's pretty much why. Okay, all right, that makes sense. I, I think Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. I don't, I don't have any hate. I don't know anybody who really hates Russell Wilson. I just think they hate the jersey that he puts on. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, he's he's Steve Young. This era is Steve Young, with. Better raw statistics than that. All right, let's play a little sports libs. We do this every single night, just like Mad Libs. Got some sentences, fill in the blank, like you do on road trips, and would love for you to play along with us. Send your answers to these on the text line at 870-870. We'll read some of them as they come in after the segments. And, Tim, what you got for us tonight? Well, we already did this one just before the last break, but I'll do it again, and I'll just ask for an X factor, maybe. Okay. But, uh, the college basketball national championship will be played between blank and blank. But if you can't, you've already answered that, so just give me an X factor on each team. Well, that's good. Um, okay, so I said Texas Tech, Virginia. X factor for Michigan State's just Cassius Winston. If if he balls out, like he's done this season, he's Big Ten Player of the Year, going to be a first round pick. The ultimate college basketball point guard can play inside out he's their x factor the x factor for Texas tech is chris beard i mean he just is period their coach for virginia i guess it's their health they're having a little uh, issue with injuries right now which is a little surprising that concern you tim with your virginia pick I think it's actually kyle guy if kyle guy can actually get it going and hit his three-pointers i don't think virginia is going to have any any trouble because this guy has been inconsistent so far through the tournament. He's hit his shots against Purdue, but before that, he was missing a lot. And he's one of the best three-point shooters in the country, apparently. Uh, X-Factor for Auburn, Bruce Pearl's undershirt. If that stays dry, that means it's not good. If that stays wet, that means he's excited, stuff's happening. So the wetter Bruce Pearl's undershirt, the more perspiration on Bruce Pearl, the better the Auburn Tigers are doing. So the undershirt, the precipitate for not precipitation level, the perspiration level uh, on Bruce Pearl and his undershirt. I'll, I'll give that the X factor. I'm getting bad, uh, getting like bad Louisville vibes from this Auburn team. You know, like Uh-oh. their best player, one of their well, not their best player, but one of their players breaks his leg in the tournament, mm-hmm. gets injured. 
Auburn's one of their best, better players, gets injured in the tournament. He's in a wheelchair. What does Louisville do that year against Michigan? They win the championship. And they get it stripped away. And same thing could happen with Auburn here. That's so true. It who could. Knows? I, I'm just getting those kind of vibes from this this team this year. Well, they definitely could. You never know. But one of their assistant coaches has already been jettisoned in this corruption scandal. What's next, Tim? The AAF will be most remembered for blank. That's a good one. Most remembered for, I think, Dundon. Tom Dundon and his callous actions in ending the league. And I think we're going to find out a lot more about this as the weeks and months go on. We're already finding out some emails and, and some anonymous people are leaking stuff out, some stuff that happened towards the end of the season. Well, really, the end of the league. So I think it'll be remembered for Tom Dundon and really just the vulture capitalist that he was scooping in and then ending the league. I think it'll be remembered for the end of Johnny Manziel's football career. How about the the Johnny Manziel mic'd up? Are you living for that one? That would be fun. I don't think he's not allowed to play in the XFL, so I don't unless he goes back to the Canadian Football League where he's I think banned. He is banned. So NFL would be his last option here, and I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like I should know this, but why isn't he allowed in the XFL? They won't allow players with felonies or any like charges. Apparently, you know how he he hit his, hit his girlfriend back. Mm. Uh, back in the day, or man, mm. I was last year or two years ago, whatever it was. I guess I didn't know that. No. Uh, yeah, XFL won't allow players with uh, with felony, felony charges on their uh, to play in their league. That's a slippery slope. But with Manziel, Not all felonies are made that, the same. With Manziel, you'd think they would may loosen that charge or loosen that you know rule. So, I just for example here, Tim, and you're the news source for me. So let me interview you. So if if a kid when he's 19 years old, let's say he has possession of, of marijuana and it's a felony level, they're saying that 10 years later, a guy's 30 and still wants to play football, they're not letting him in the XFL? Apparently, the XFL will not allow players with felony charges. That's the rule. I don't know if it'll be for everyone because, I mean, a guy with Manziel's stature, his fame, I think the XFL would let a guy in like that because, you know, that's a perfect player for a wrestling organization that's starting a football league. Yeah. Uh, Third question, the future of the minor league the future of minor league baseball in new orleans is blank this is opening day for the baby cakes and it was rained out uncertain we're supposed to get a team here reportedly in what this is 2021 i believe 2021 2022 back here we know the baby cakes are on their way out and they will not whatever team is here will not be named the baby cakes with the massive outpouring of hate and angst from fans here and I understand it's a business decision, and I understand what the the ownership and management of the Baby Cakes are thinking here. They want to go to a city that, that frankly, supports minor league baseball more than the we have here in New Orleans. It just comes down to a business decision, but it's just kind of sad, man, that that franchise is going away. I just I like baseball in all forms. I would go out to, to Zephyr's and then Baby Cakes games two, three, four times a year, sometimes more than that since I've lived here the last decade. So I won't be going this year just because I don't want to spend my dollars supporting a team, frankly, that's on their way out. It's just flat out my stance on it. I'm not, I've not once advocated for anybody to follow me on that on the radio. I'm just telling you my personal stance on it. I'm not hating the baby cakes here, but the Miami Marlins, their, I guess, minor league crop isn't the best of uh of professional baseball so the talent is a little different yeah, why is miami just perpetually terrible outside of i guess once a decade they'll win a title well they did trade away all their players they traded away stanton ozuna and they traded away yellick 
last uh, year. Yeah, last year. So they do have some players, but most of them are in double A and single A right now. So you may have some players come up, but the new age baseball rules, usually you go from double A straight right. to the pros. So they usually skip triple A. Unless so. you're Tim Tebow. Well, yeah, Tebow will be in the pros by by the All Star break. So is this the new hashtag? Trust the process. Trust Derek Jeter. I I mean they're they're like the Pelicans right now. They're a dumpster fire. Um, I don't expect much from the Mar- the Marlins until maybe twenty twenty one, but you never know. They got rid of that that craziness in left center field. So that big fountain thing they have shooting off that every time they hit home run. Uh, yes, I know. Thank goodness for that. Uh, final question: The first round of the NFL draft for Saints fans will be blank. Uh, will be it's just tough to fill in the blank here saints fans won't be watching will be unwatched i don't think a lot of saints fans are going to care because it's they don't have the assets unless something really surprising happens to move back into the first round they don't have a second round pick i don't have a first round pick and there's not really any players on the roster they could trade for a first round pick outside of michael thomas who isn't going anywhere or alvin Kamara, who isn't going anywhere Maybe Marshawn Lattimore, who isn't going anywhere. Yeah, it's. I'll be watching. I like the first round. I love the trades and all the drama and intrigue that happened. But I think from a Saints fan's perspective, it's a day, a rare day, because it'll be on a Thursday. You can actually get the kids in bed early, do some stuff for work, maybe have a nice dinner, go out to a movie, and then come back on Friday for an actual Saints pick. I feel like I feel like this is the least exciting NFL draft for Saints fans, or at least in New Orleans, in quite a while since like. The Saints traded away all their picks for Ricky Williams day two of the draft. I feel like that's that's what it is for this for this first round for the NFL this year. Yeah, which isn't bad, you know. Just you'll have a, a, an actual Thursday that you'll just be able to hang with the fam or, or girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever it is. So don't mind it to me. That's sports libs. Thanks for playing along. If you want to play along a little longer as we head to break, it's eight seventy eight seventy. That's the text line. Shoot us there. When we come back, oh yeah, two minute drill time. That means you against me. I am looking for a competitor in two-minute drill trivia. I have been beaten and bruised and battered by Jason and Destrahan long enough. I got my revenge a couple of weeks ago, so that means I'm back in the champion's throne, and you have a chance to dethrone me. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. But give us a call. Two-minute drill. We will take caller number two. Caller two gets a shot next on the last lap. How's that dunk contest going, Tim? I've been watching it out the corner of my eye. I know we've got some New Orleans products in there, or at least one, Marlon Veal, who is uh, – Alan Waddell's tweeting at me. He's watching it. He had a 10, I think, in one of his last dunks. He had the best dunk of the first round, but he didn't – I don't think he won. I think some guy – I want to say the guy from Marquette, but it, it wasn't a guy Did he have the one – he was – he got thrown up by a couple of guys, right? He got lifted up yeah. and then dunked over two kids. Yeah, it was awesome. You can find it, I'm sure, everywhere on social media right now. Before we get to two-minute drill, we'll squeeze in Brian in Mid-City first. Brian, thanks for holding on. What you got tonight? Yeah, um, Bobby had like an opinion poll, I think, yesterday or a couple days ago about are the Saints better now than they were last year. I just want to touch base on that real quick. Um, I think people uh, need to look at the team and where they are, too, not just the names. Uh, you know, 
one thing that we had last year that was we were fortunate is the injury bug didn't hit us too too hard. Mm-hmm. B also, what breeze are we getting? Are we getting the one to show the first three months or the one at the end of the season? Not saying that the one end of the season wasn't good enough to win a Super Bowl because obviously, if that call was made, we'd go to the Super Bowl. But what what breeze are we getting? Is is the line going to be healthier? Is the defensive line the secondary? So it's hard to say a team's better. Maybe on paper we are, but every year every team's different. And there was something special about last year's team, and just like the 2011 team, just like the 2019. So it's really hard to duplicate that chemistry, that team unity, and that winning attitude. Not saying that we can't do that. It's more of a be careful, you know, with too high expectations right away. Yeah, no, I get it, Brian. And you bring up a great point there about Drew Brees. We just don't know. We certainly hope, Saints fans hope, that this isn't a Peyton Manning situation. We had the decline towards the end of one season, and it followed with just a disastrous decline for Peyton in the following season. Hope that doesn't happen here. The Saints just flat out, they're not better as a whole right now than they were at the end of the season, more talented on paper. They're just not. They're better at the defensive line. That's it. They've got a gaping hole in the middle of their offensive line at center now that Max Unger has retired. They didn't address the tight end position, really, with Jared Cooks. In my mind, that is my opinion only, I'm not a Jared Cooks guy, especially when he is signed. I do not think that he's the answer. You're not going to convince me otherwise. I know they technically signed somebody there, but he has just been a guy throughout his career. When he signs a contract, his production goes way down, and he's an old guy now. We talked about that before on the show. And then wide receiver, we'll see what happens in the draft. But right now, they're just they're maybe holding status quo, which is never a great thing in the NFL. Let me put it that way. Thanks for the call, Brian. Time for two-minute drill now, and it's our friend Jimmy in New Orleans. Jimmy, what's going on? Hey, all right. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I'm good. How are you doing? Are you ready to try to crush me like a uh, soda can, Jimmy? Uh, No, I just want to beat you. I don't need to crush you like a soda can. (laughs) (laughs) I've never played this before, but uh, I'm looking to take a shot. Okay. uh... All right. Well, rules are simple here. You have two minutes, and we're enforcing the strict two minute because we are up against the clock here. So two minutes will be on the clock. You've got two minutes to answer eight questions. You can pass if you want. Tiebreaker question that will follow if we're tied. Are you ready, Jimmy? Go for it. Okay, I'm putting everything off in the studio. This is completely above board. Uh, Tim, take it away. All right, Jimmy, one second. Let me put this music up. All right, you ready? Yes. All right, first question. How many total games are played in the NCAA tournament? Uh, 64 times uh, uh, 60. Uh, I don't know. Can, I next just, question. All right, uh, next total. question. Total uh, uh, next question. What school has been the number one seed the most times with a total of 17 in the school's history? Uh, Duke. That's incorrect. Question number three. What city will host the 2009 <laughs> NFL draft on April 25th? Uh, is it New York City? Nope, that's incorrect as well. Question I'm doing terrible. Number four. Who was the 2018 winner of the Masters tournament? Oh, my God. Sergio. I don't know. All right. Question number five. What three events make up the triathlon? Uh, the triathlon running. Jeez, uh, uh, I'm Pete. I'm dying here. Um, uh, long jump, uh, 
uh, uh, the triathlon. Oh, my God. I am and John Blank. I'm getting Alzheimer's. All right, I'll give you the next question. Uh, name one of the two teams that played in the last Final Four consolation game in 1981. And I, the hint is they both played in the Sweet 16 this year. Uh, uh, LSU? Just, that's actually correct. It was LSU and Virginia. Yeah. Um, right. Here's the second. Or here's the final question. Name me two of the teams in the women's final four this year. Just need two of the women's teams in the final four. North Carolina. Nope. That's <laughs> this is embarrassing. Wow. All right. Let me bring Seth back. Seth, Seth is about. Hey, to can I Seth. guess on the uh, triathlon? Uh, All right. Hold triath- on, hold. I've been given the signal to return, and as usual, I do not want to know a darn thing about what Jimmy did. Jimmy I do not was want to... wrong on one of the questions. He wanted to re-answer it, but he was already wrong, so I had to discredit it. It is? No, it's look, you, you, it's like, what was it? Who wants to be a millionaire? You put your final answer in, no changing it after the fact. Okay. Well, at All least right. I know he got one wrong, so I've got a chance here. You're saying I got a chance. Here we go. Two in a drill. All right, here you go, Seth. How many total games are played in the NCAA tournament? Uh, 67? Is that right? 67? That is correct, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you have 60, 68 60, minus one. Yeah, yeah. Minus one. Uh, which school has been the number one seed the most times with a total of 17 number one seeds in the school's history? Kansas. That's incorrect. It's actually UNC. Okay. Right. Jimmy said Duke. Uh, which city will host the 2019 NFL draft on April 25th? Uh, the 20, 2019? This current one th- later this month. What city will host? Chicago? That's incorrect. It's actually Nashville. No, that's this year. Yes, that's what I meant. Oh, I thought you were saying next year. I got no. a uh, final answer. I got it wrong. Okay, uh, no, I, I misheard the it's, question. It's no, right. it's wrong. It's, right. it's yep. I'm, I pulled a uh, Jimmy there. I can't go back. Who was the 2018 winner of the Masters tournament last year? Oh boy, I can't. Uh, Kepka. That's incorrect. Uh, name three events that make up the triathlon. That's archery. It's swimming. And it wait the tri the, that's the biathlon. I already messed it up. What is it? It's cycling, swimming, and running. Yeah, the, the biathlon's the shooting one, right? Biathlon shooting and and cross country skiing. That's what Question I was going for. Number six. Mm-hmm. Name one of the two teams that played in the last Final Four Constellation game in 1981. Hint: They both played in this year's Sweet 16. They played in the third well, place it, game in 1981. LSU. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. And it was Virginia. Um, second to last question, name me two of the teams in this year's women's final four. Uh, I can name you all four. It's Baylor. It is Oregon. It is Con- uh, Connecticut. And it's also Notre Dame. That is correct. You officially won, but I'll go to the last question. How much in millions did Zion Williamson get paid to play at Duke? <laughs> that is not a question, actually. Okay, get out of here, Tim. Uh, Jimmy, valiant effort, man. Uh, what, what was the question in question, Jimmy? Are you still there? I don't oh, think I was. Gonna, yeah, yeah. I was going to say uh, the uh, the biathlon, the triathlon is running, swimming, and cycling. But I was, uh, my brain was uh, expelling. Oh, yeah, uh, you were. Yeah. Do- <laughs> <laughs> Your brain was expelling, Jimmy. You were with me though. You were thinking biathlon initially, right? Because I said the I said the shooting, and I was thinking skiing too. Oh. No, I guess I was thinking I was doing so terribly. I was uh, Alzheimer's was uh, <laughs> overtaking my little people brain. Oh, that's okay. I have it too. That's why we do this so everybody can make fun of me with my lack of knowing, you know, what was in the triathlon, and then me 
apparently not hearing Tim's question right about uh, what year he was talking about the NFL. When is the NFL draft next year? Is it back in Chicago? Did I have that I right? I have no idea, but you did win 3-1. to one. Okay, there you so go. So that, even if you got the question right, you still would have won. Yeah, there you go. All right, Jimmy, thanks for competing, man. Really appreciate you listening. Call back again. It's always fun. We'll take a break. Wrapping up the show and our week next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.